turn to Exodus chapter 3. Verse 1. You know, we're talking about uh, taking off your shoes. We're talking about this thing that we call holy ground. And so we can't let these things slip. Even though I ain't talk about it in two weeks, we can't let holy ground be forgotten. We can't forget that wherever our feet go turns in to holy ground. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't, I can't let, I can't let a Sunday service just be a one-off. I can't let it be just for that Sunday or just for that week. And then the next week, you know, I'm waiting for something else. No, I still walk in in the thing that I heard last week. Like, I'm building on everything that I'm hearing. I'm not hearing something and then I, I use it for a day or two. Or I use it, you know, for that time, but I'm using it continually. And so, verse 1, now Moses, I like, I like this uh, extension. We're going to have to change these boys, though, Roy, because, you know, they, put a, they did a number on them last night. They was up here stomping and, you know, everybody else was watching the stepping, but I was watching the stage, boy. They had about nine people on here, and that, that, that boat was rocking, boy. I say, Lord, hold, hold that stage. But it would have been funny to see everybody fly in there, boy. As long as ain't nobody get hurt, you know. You know, that's what we do. Check on them, make sure they ain't hurt first. And if you ain't hurt, we go laugh at you. And so verse 1, now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. So Moses, not only, he, there's two points that he kept the flock and he led the flock. Underline kept and led. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And so you got to have expectations for at any moment a bush to be set on fire. At any moment, like right now, if this wall set a fire, like, I'm, like I, I wouldn't be afraid at all. Like, I'd be excited because I know that the fire ain't going to consume the wall. Because, Lord, set the wall on fire. Because I have expectations for a visitation in my life every day of my life. Like, I don't, like, you're not supposed to go through life uh, with no expectations for a visitation. Like, I'm expecting him to show up every single day. Like, I'm not expecting to come to church and then see him. Like, I want to see him when I wake up in the morning. Like, I want to see him when I go to I want to see him this evening. Like, everywhere I go, like, I'm expecting a visitation. I'm expecting for him to show up in a different way than he ever showed up before. Like, I'm not, uh, so I can't limit God to the realm of my imagination. Like, I got to expand my imagination and take on his imagination. And so if he want to come in a burning bush, then by God, come in a burning bush. Like, if you got to, if you got to, not, nah, Lord Jesus, I say it. If you got to come through the McDonald's sign, then however you got to come through, like, just come through however you want to come through. Y'all know I didn't want to say McDonald's. But the spirit told me to say McDonald's, Lord Jesus. You know, I think McDonald's is the devil. But if he got to come through that sign, then however you got to come through, God. Somebody say, talk to me. Talk to me. I'm, I'm not, 
like, you got to have spiritual eyes and you got to have spiritual ears. Like, you got to be looking for them. You got to be listening for them. You can't be dull or hearing to what you're just going through every day, not with your ears tuned in to hear what he got to say. Not with your eyes tuned in to see what he got to show. And so now, like, I got to see and I got to hear however it is that he want to speak. I can't uh, limit him to the way that he did it last time. Like, I can't uh, say, you know, God, you, you know, I like the way you did that last time. Do, do it just like that again. And do it, do it like that again. And so, you know, because God, you know, you look through life, like God too elaborate and too uh, extravagant to do anything the same way. Like, no, if I want to do it, like, I want to do it in a way that you're not expecting. Because uh, now if you expecting me to come that way, you're not going to be able to receive what I got to say. Because your expectations are going to be on a level to where now me talking becomes common. And so now what I got to say, it becomes common. And so now you don't move when what I say because now it's just regular to you. So now I got to have expectations for unexpected expectations. Like, I got like to be expecting him to come however he want to come through. Like, if he want to walk through a wall, like, if, if I walk in, I got to go and I bump into the wall, and all of a sudden, I don't know how I got there, but ain't no dinner. I ain't got, like, however he got to come through, like, that's how I got to, so I got to expect God to come through in a way that I'm not used to. Because if I'm not used to it, then I can't, I can't really prepare for it. Because I can't put myself in a position to where because, you know, when you're expecting, like, when you're when you waiting at home for her to come, like, if, you, if she had did something and you was waiting for her to come home so you can give her a good talking to, like, you would be sitting there expecting for her to come through that way so you could tell her what you got to say. But now, if she come through another way, it catch you off guard. Now I got to pivot and go this way. And so now I got to be expecting God to come through whatever door like he want to come through. Like, I can't be expected to receive him the same way every single time. Because now if, like, Dino expected Fred to come through the same way every single time. Like, Dino waited at that door for Fred. And so now if Fred come through a window, like, Dino, he don't know what's going on. But now I got to change where I'm going because now the thing that I'm expecting is coming a way that I wasn't expecting it. And so now I can't just sit here because now when I'm sitting here, that's when I'm idle. That's when I'm waiting on the Lord. Like I'm waiting in this position because I'm expecting him to come the same way that he did before. But no, I'm expecting. So now like I'm, I'm in a stand because I'm pivoting because I don't know which way he's coming. Like when I, when, I, when I wake up tomorrow, when I go, when I go about my day to day, like I'm pivoting because I'm trying to see which way he's coming. Like I'm looking because I... My eyes are in tune to him. My ears are in tune. So now, however he want to speak, however he want to show, like, I want to see what it is that he got to show me. I'm not just going through and I'm just watching a movie and nah, uh God, what are you trying to show me through this scene? What are you trying to show? I want to know what he's trying to say through everything that I encounter. And so there's a song on, God, if you got to speak through one of these lyrics, I'm listening to what you got to say. And so I'm, I'm just in tune to whatever he want to tell me. But I can't just go through life just kind of, you know, just, you know, let me watch this movie. Uh, let me binge watch all of this. And so now I then went through eight hours where I wasn't even listening or seeing or expecting him to talk to me in no kind of way. And I wasn't, and so now I'm not available. 
because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't clocked out on God. Like, nah, God, I'm clock out right now, and I'm gonna take my break from you. And so now, when I'm ready to deal with you again, I'll clock back in. You can't ever go off the clock with God. You can't ever uh, punch, punch your time out because you want to escape from him. What kind of life is a life away from God? But we do it on a daily basis. We do it constantly to where we try to remove ourselves from ourselves because we're removing ourselves from him to enjoy something separate from him. Come on. Uh, verse 3. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush is not burnt. So sometimes uh, when God is doing something, you got to move. Because this verse didn't say that uh, God turned Moses aside. God didn't change Moses' position to see what he was doing. Moses had to change his position on his own. Moses, when God shows up, it's not his responsibility to fix my eyes on what he's doing. Like, it's my responsibility to see exactly what it is that he's showing me. And so now... Moses had to do it for himself. And so Moses said, I will now turn aside. God didn't say Moses turn aside. Because now, if God show up in a bush, turning aside should already be in what he didn't did. Like turning and looking at what he did should be in what he did. Like I shouldn't have to do something and then tell you to look at what I'm doing. But oftentimes we want God, we want God to, to, to do the thing, show us the thing, tell us the thing. Like we want God to walk us like on a leash through life. Like we don't want to go, like you got you to gotta get off the leash. And you got to be led by the spirit. You got to be able to see spiritually. So now, because now if, 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 if God got me on a leash and I can't go nowhere unless... He pulling me and dragging me, then I become a pet to God. I become a slave to God. And I don't see nowhere where God calls you a pet or a slave. And so I don't accept the position of a pet or a slave. And so now if I want to see what God is doing, if I want to hear what God is saying, I have to turn aside for myself. I don't have to talk to nobody about, hey, y'all think we ought to look at this bush? No. If God is showing up, then it's my responsibility to turn and see what he's doing. Because if he's doing something, then there's something that he's going to tell me about what he's doing. And so let's read verse 4. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, what would have happened if he wouldn't have turned? Maybe the problem that you're dealing with right now is because you ain't turned yet. Maybe God didn't showed you something 
but you ain't turned yet, so he ain't said nothing yet. You ain't turned your position and changed your position to be available to what he's trying to do, so now he's just waiting on you. You, you, you know, I'm waiting on God because he didn't show me the bush. Like, the bush burning. I see that bush burning, so now I'm just wait and I'm going to just see. I know it's burning. Let me see. Let me just wait and see what he going to do now. No, I got to turn and I got to see what the Lord is doing. And so if he's doing something, like, I got I to gotta find out what he's doing and what my part is and what he's doing. And so, and when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, so God got to see you turn aside to see what he's doing. He got to see you put down your phone and tune in to what he's saying. He got to see you turn off the TV and tuning in to what he's saying. God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. So God will call you by your name to get your attention to make sure that you know that it's for you, that he talking to you. I'm not talking to everybody you with. I'm talking to you. And so he said, Moses, Moses. Because I don't know if they had somebody that snuck up there with Moses. I don't know if they had some people around the corner, up on the other side. So I, I don't want them to think that what I'm doing right here is for them. I want, I want you to know that what I'm doing and what I'm about to say is strictly for you. And so now you got to be able to hear what I'm saying. And he said, who said? Moses said, here am I. And so now I have to be in a position of here am I. Here am I puts me in a position for God to show me something and to tell me something that he couldn't tell me before I made myself available. And so, because whenever I make myself available to him, then the how for whatever it is that he's telling me to do is taken care of right along with it. So now I don't have to try to figure out how I need to do this. The how is going to be made available to me. And so now, because when I put myself in a here in my position, the heavens begin to open. So say, say, say here am I. Say, God, here am I. Use me. I'm available to you. I'm seeing what you want me to see. And I'm hearing what you want me to hear. And so now the how becomes easy. And he said, draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. And so you can't even get into uh, the place to where God can really use you until you can take off your shoes. And so, you know, taking off your shoes is symbolic of taking off your will. Because Jesus took off his shoes in the garden right before he was betrayed. When he said, you know, if you can, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless...
not my will, but your will be done. Jesus had on his shoes, but then he took off his shoes because only when I take off my shoes can I be used by God. I cannot be used by God in my own uh, ability or my own humanism, my smarts. I cannot operate separately from him. And so now I got to take off my shoes. So I don't care what kind of shoes you got, they not that nice. I don't care if they Louboutins, Balenciagas, I don't care if they Jordans, Nikes, uh, Three Stripes, Yeezys. You can't go into where God wants you to go with them shoes on. Because now when I look in the mirror, I can't even see them shoes in the mirror. Unless I'm looking in a natural mirror. But when I look in the mirror that he got me, you can't, you can't, you ain't, you're not going to be able to see no red bottoms in this mirror. You can't, you can't, you can't see them space shoes in this mirror. Because in this mirror, they got a special kind of shoes that he say he wants you to wear. He want to shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Like the armor of God is the only thing that you see in this mirror. So you got to be willing to take off your shoes in order for him to be able to use you the way that he wants to use you. Like, a lot of times when we see problems, it's God really wrapping a present in that thing. And so God has, has a gift for you but sometimes it comes in some wrapping paper that you don't like. But I've never seen anybody turn down a gift because of the wrapping paper. I've never seen somebody say, you know what, I don't want this because they got too much paper on it. I don't feel like tearing off this paper. Name me one person that you know that didn't turn down a gift because it was wrapped. And so now, there's a present that God has, but it looks like a problem because it's wrapped in that problem paper. But I remember there's a Christmas where uh, we got First Lady a gift, but we put it in about eight boxes. We got one big box, and we had several smaller boxes inside of that big box. And so... On box three, I don't remember her saying, you know what, I'm tired of going through these boxes. I don't, I don't even want to know what's in here. I don't even want this thing no more. No, it don't matter how many boxes I got to go through. There's a gift that's on the inside that I know that God has for me. So it don't matter how many, like if you wrap a gift with eight papers on it, like I don't care how many, I'm going to rip up all of these papers. Like I'm not... Like, you ever seen the people that be trying to unwrap a gift and they be trying to save the paper? Like, what you gonna do with it? Like, you gonna rewrap stuff with that paper? And you gonna save it for next year? No, like, we just rip it up. Because it don't matter what the paper is, all I'm trying to get to is what's on the inside. What that paper is covering up. And so now, a present from God is covered up by a problem. But now I'm like, no, Lord, I don't want this problem. Like, can God trust you with a problem? No, God, I don't want no problems. Don't give me no problems. 
but problems are the things that he uses to show himself strong. Like, that thing that you went through, it wasn't for you. It was for you to be able to show somebody else how you walk through this thing. I don't get something like, oh, oh my God, why I got to go through this? I say, oh, God, thank you, Jesus. I, gotta, I, gotta, I get to go through this. Like, I, like, in the kingdom, like, because of this world, like, you have to change your mindset. Like, you can't be looking at things the same way the world looks at things. Like, you can't be uh, expecting just because something looks a certain way that I don't want no parts of it. No, like, give me that. I, like, like, I, you don't, like, you don't shy away from difficulties. Like, because it's, it's through those difficulties that I see who I really am. Like, those are things that build me to be the person that I really am. Like, you don't know how strong you is until there's some resistance. Like, I don't care, I don't care how much uh, artificial muscles you got. Because they got, they got pretty muscles. Like, they got some stuff you could do, you know, to make your arms look good, but they ain't no good. Like, you put some, you put some real weight on there, and you be like, look at that. oh, he cut. Then you put him underneath that bench, and you like, he weak. But it looked good, though. But you don't know how strong you really is until you got that pressure. And so now I'm not saying, you know, no, I don't want none of that pressure. I don't, mm -mm, I don't want to lift the weight. Mm-mm. I can't even pick myself up. There are a lot of people that can't do push-ups. Your own body weight. Can't do pull-ups. You can't pull up your own body weight. But how do I know how strong I am until it's time to go through something? And so now, God will never put on anything more than I could bear. So if you get presented a problem, that means that you can handle it. That means that I trust you enough to be able to show more people how, because what, what God really want to do is God want to show you how he would do it. I want to show you how I would do it, and then I'm going to step back and tell you to do it. But now, no, we want, we want God, like, we want God to do everything. But all he want to do is show us how he would do it, how he has done it. And so now I don't, like, I don't God be like, I'm tired of doing stuff for you. God tired of doing stuff for you. I don't even want to put God tied in the same sentence, but he tired of doing stuff for you. Because until you get to the point to where you understand that he's giving you the ability to be able to do it, you're going to still be an infant. Like you'll never come to the maturity to know that I have the power to be able to walk through this thing. Like, I got the power to be able to walk on water. Like, he's given me the ability to be able to go through whatever storm that may come my way. And so now, I'm not trying to go hide in a cave when a storm comes. No, I'm going to face that storm head on. Because I know on the other side of that storm is a rainbow. On the other side of that storm is a promise. And so it don't matter if it's raining, if the wind blowing. I know that a promise is promised on the other side of that thing. So, to me, rain, 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 because I know that the rain ain't going to last always. But I know at the end of that rain, there's a promise that he... So, now I can't let society change a promise. And so, the rainbow was a promise. 
And so now I'm not going to let them make it something that it ain't, but it is his promise. And so when I experience something, I'm going through something, I know that there's a promise, there's a present in whatever I'm going through. And so now, like, you got to be, uh, like, like, you got to be ready. Like, uh, like you got to be uh, in a, in a, in a, uh, position of expectations. Yeah. Like you got to be in a position, like expecting, for the, like you got to be ready. Like, yes, I don't care. And so I remember the, remember the football drill where you got to, uh, you got to like collide. I don't know what it is, but it's blow the whistle and you just got to be ready. You got to hop up and you got to be ready. And so now I don't, I can't get scared because I know that this whistle, this whistle about to blow. And I know that the person on the other side, they coming regardless. And so now I can't be trying to shy away because, Lord Jesus, because when you shy away during the football drills, like you are marked. And everybody know I won't go with him because I know I'm going to light his world on fire because I know that he don't want these problems. I know he's scared to handle this situation. And so now, like, when you, so now when you shy away from difficulties, like the enemy marks you. And so now, I'm, I want to give them more because I know that they can't handle this. They don't really trust God like they say they do. They be up in church praising and worshiping and giving all the lip service, but they don't really trust God like they say they do. And so now, I'm going to keep giving them these things because I know that it's going to do more and more damage to his kingdom because this person don't know how he would handle this. And so they handle it. They still got their shoes on. You still got your shoes on. And so now, God can't work through you because you haven't put yourself in a position to allow him to. Because when you put your shoes on, you shut him out. When you keep your shoes on, you shut him out. When you think you know better, you shut him out. When you think you have been through that before so you know how to handle it this time, you shut him out. When you think you don't need to pray right now, you shut him out. When you think I can handle this on my own, you shut him out. You telling him these shoes look better than what you could do. These shoes, I, like, I paid money for these shoes, God. Who you think gave you the money, fool? And, so, and you know, that could be the reason well, a lot of people don't have nicer shoes. Because them shoes you didn't have for the last 20 years, you won't even take them shoes off. So if he do give you some red bottoms, he know God, he say, she ain't going to take them off. He ain't going to take them off. And so now I can't put a pair of shoes above his presence. Could it be? That's why a lot of people don't have what they think they ought to have because they haven't surrendered enough. You think you done surrendered, but he say, nah, uh all. You're trying to give me that percentage of yourself, but I want all. And so now when you get a percentage of God, like, what you got is in direct correlation or parallel to how you receive him. And so now, if I'm not in a position for here I am, here am I, 
that no matter what I'm doing right now, God, if you want to say something, I shut it all down. I don't care if I'm at the middle of an LSU-Alabama game. If you want to speak to me and you tell me to go out in the, in the concourse, then I don't care if they got three seconds left, the game tied, I'm going out into the concourse because there's something that you want to tell me. But no, okay, now nah, God could wait. It's just three seconds, God. Oh, this show about to go off. Oh, this movie almost over. Like, God, just wait a little bit, and then I'll do, I, I'll listen to what you got to say. And so now, now, you know, I don't even want to talk no more. Because you didn't make yourself available when I was ready to speak. You, like, I'm not your, uh, I'm not your puppet. Like, you don't, uh, you don't, you don't determine when I speak, or what they call it, ventriloquist? Like, you don't put your hand in my back and tell me when to talk. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't tell me when to speak. When I get ready to speak, like, it's your job to listen. Like, all you gotta do, all you gotta do is listen. We as black people got a hard time listening. You, it's evident in any discussion, argument, debate that you could ever encounter. We be up there, uh-huh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. But the whole time, we thinking about what we about to say. So we just waiting for them to finish so we can say what we won't say. But we not taking in anything that they saying. So I'm not listening to what's, how you feel. I just want to tell you how I feel. And so now I'm not in a position to where I can really listen to the voice of God. Like your actual life, like I don't, I don't understand how people think that my, 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 my earthly life and my spiritual life are two separate. Like however you act in one, like you act in the other. Like you, like you don't, like you're not different people. Like you know, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be Jeremiah over here, and over here I'm gonna be Donovan. Oh, you the same person. Like how you act over here, is how you go act over here. And so if you lazy and lackadaisical over here, you will be lazy and lackadaisical over here. No, you don't just be a lazy person in your regular life, and then when it get time to spiritual things, all of a sudden you get all this energy and you get this assertiveness. No, you still lazy. Like, you don't just switch. Like, who you are, it's how, like, that's just how you are. And so I can't think that, oh, nah, no, when it comes down to the things of God, I'll be able to put off my shoes and do, nah, uh I got to be willing to put off my shoes any time of the day. So if I'm in the bathroom and he say, kick off your shoes, kick off my shoes. Because it don't matter where I'm at. If he won't say something, I got to be available to hear what it is that he want to say. I got to be available to see what it is that he want to show me. So if I'm in, man, if I'm at my house and all of a sudden there's just smoke coming out of the flow, then I can't run. And so now we're thinking, no, if I see smoke, I'm going, I'm going to get a fire extinguisher, I'm going to get a pot of water. Because we're trying to do what we think we need to do for that situation. Instead of turning and seeing what it is that he could possibly be saying. So you got to take, you got to keep your shoes off. Like, you, you need to live a barefoot life. To where, I don't, I don't even, like, you know, I don't even want to own no shoes. Like, get what I'm saying? I don't even want to own no shoes. Like, I want to be in a position to where at any moment, 
Like, I ain't got none of my shoes on. I got my shoes off because I'm ready because it's holy ground. And so now, what it is that you want to do right here, God, because in your presence, I am available to be used by you. So whatever it is that you want to say, however you want to use me, God, whatever, whatever, however you want to bend me, however you want to twist me, however you want to construct me to be able to handle this situation, like I'm available to be constructed, I'm, like I'm, I'm moldable. So however you want to shape me, like I'm, I'm, shape me however you want to shape me. Like shake me however you want to shake me. I just want to be used by you. All right, be seated. Let's turn to Joshua. Let's turn to Joshua. Um, what is Joshua 5? Yeah, Joshua 5. Then we'll close right here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Joshua 5. Let me see what we'll start at. Start at verse 13. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn, drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And so how many of you know that uh, we would never get to this point unless Moses had done what he did? <laughs> unless Moses put himself in a position to be, here am I, and he put himself in a position to take off his shoes, we would never arrive at this moment. And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord, am I now come? And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. Joshua would have never been able to take off his shoes if Moses wouldn't have took off his shoes. So what Moses did wasn't just for him, but it was for everybody after him. Because I can't be uh, so selfish to where I think that what God want to do in my life is just for me. Like if God want to use me, then that must mean like it's just for me in my house. No, he told... Abraham, you and all the families of the earth be blessed. Like, I'm not blessing you, Abraham, just for you, but I'm doing it for all, everybody that's connected to you for the rest of life, go be blessed. And so, verse 1, chapter 6. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out, and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, 
So the Lord ain't going to show you some stuff until you take your shoes off. Joshua would have never saw what God wanted to show him with his shoes on. In his ability, in his knowledge, how can we take this land? God, how do you want to take this land? How do you want to deliver this land to us? And so now I got to take my shoes off because your way is going to be better than my way. Because I, like, I can't be calling everybody that I know when it comes down to doing something in my life. Because everybody else, they got their own opinion. And so if I call three people and each, each one of them got a different opinion about what I should do, then I'm in a state of confusion. And so I don't know what I should do. Because they said this, she said that, he said that. And so I'm trying to find out where in the midst of all of them, something, you know, it compares. But if she say I need to go this way, I need to leave him, and she say I need to stay, and he say I need to trust God, so which way, what should I really do? I need to go on a vacation, and then hopefully they come to their senses. Come on now. But what does God say about what I should do? If I'm going through a difficulty in my life, it's not time to call everybody. Like, it's not time to uh, rely on my board of trustees in my life. Like, there's a trusted one that I'm supposed to trust with my whole life, my whole being. Like, if, if, if I can't trust him in the good times, in the bad times, then I'm not going to be able to trust him in the good times. If I can't trust him when I'm going through something, then when I get on top of the mountain, I sure ain't going to trust him. Because I'm going to think that it's me that got me here. I'm going to think that I got myself to this point. And so now, anything God tells me, I'm not trying to hear what he's saying because, like, I did this. I'm self-made. I'm a self-made man. I'm a self-made woman. Like, I'm the one who did this. And so now I can't trust him. So now if I get stuff on my own and he tells me to do something with it, then I feel like I got this. He didn't give it to me. And so now he can't tell me what to do with it. And so now I got to be in a position to where I'm always listening to what he got to say. And so now he can't say, verse 2, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. He can't show me that he didn't gave me Jericho until I take off my shoes. Until I say, here, here am I, here I am, God, here I go, God. How you won't do this? What you won't do? I don't know nothing about nothing. You got to become stupid when it comes to the presence of God. I don't, I don't know too much of nothing. I'm not coming here with my thoughts and my ideas, but I'm coming here as a yielded vessel. Like, I'm quiet. What you got to say to God ain't nearly as important as what he got to say to you. Even though he wants to hear everything you got to say. He'll sit there and listen to you for hours and hours, go on and on about what you want, what you need, what you desire, and he'll sit there, he'll listen to all of it. Because he cares for all of it. But now, when I finish that, I got to care about what he got to say. I got to care what he want to tell me. Because if I give him all that time to where I'm just throwing everything on him, then in me giving him everything I got, I got to believe that he wants to give me everything he got. And so if it just comes in one single word, then I know in that one single word is everything I need to handle everything I just talked about. Everything I just told him about, 
He, he'll, he'll give me one word, two words, three words, go here, go there, do this, stop doing that. And it'll take care of everything that I've been crying and snotting about, calling people about for the last three years in a moment. Because it don't take God long to do anything. But now we done made him this later guy, so now we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And so now we're going through life doing what we could do and just waiting that someday, somehow, I'm hoping that he'll come through. I'm hoping that he'll do something to show me that he really is God. I'm hoping that he do something to really show himself off to where I can be like, thank you, God, finally. And we got a lot of people that be waiting for that finally moment. My finally becomes every day. Like every day, I want it to be finally. Like finally, God, you done did this. Then the next day, fine. It ain't even got to be the next day. It could be the same day. I'm not expecting God to move once a day. You eat more than once a day, don't you? I'm expecting God to do something as much as he wants to. And so now, if it's as much as I eat, then it's as much as I eat. If it's as much as I walk, it's as much as I walk. Like, I'm expecting God to do something moment by moment, step by step, Everywhere I go, like, I'm expecting something. And so I'm not walking through the streets. I'm not walking in a mall not expecting God to do something. Like, I'm sitting here, like, you, gotta, like you really got to have your sights on you, so you got to be looking. Like, when you're expecting something, all right, if you, all right, if you walk in a party and you know somebody there that don't like you, like, you're you going to be looking everywhere because you're not going to sneak me. Like, on God, you're not going to sneak me. You're not going to punk out and try to sneak me and say you did something. No, if we go, if we go, if we go throw blows, we go throw them, we go square out face to face. And so now, I don't care. What? Where we at? You trying to dance? Nah, I can't dance right now. Mm-mm. You want, uh-uh, I can't, mm-mm. I'm good. So I'm looking. Because I don't know where they at, where they coming from. But I'm going to be ready whenever they show up. Like, that's the same way I got to be with God on a daily basis. Like, I got to be ready for when he shows up that I'm about that action. And so now, where you, where you at, God? That's what, what person you in? Like, who you trying to talk to through right now? You trying to use them to say something to me? Like, I'm looking. Like, I, I'm not just, like, I'm not just, oh, no, I, I'm going to pray in the morning for 15 minutes, and then I'm going to wait about five minutes to see if God says something. If he don't say nothing, then I'll wait and try again tomorrow. Nuh-uh. Where, where you at? Where you at? Because you know, ooh, that's another one of the football drills. When everybody be squared up around you, and you in the middle, and you don't know who they go tap. And so you can't be focused over here thinking that they go tap them, and then you get hit blindsided. No, you got to have your head on a swivel. Because at any moment, God could hit you from any way. Like, God can hit you with a blessing from any way. And so now I got to be looking, expecting which way he coming from. So now I'm not just, you know, I'm going to come to church and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to be looking and I'm going to just wait for God to say something right then and there. And if he don't say nothing this Sunday to me specifically, then I'll wait again next Sunday. I'm going to pray before I get there and I'm going to say something and I'm going to say, God, if you let the pastor say this this morning, I'm going to know that you're talking. Well, he said one of the words, but he didn't say the full statement like I wanted to hear. So I'm going to wait again until next Sunday. Don't 
act like you ain't never told God a specific statement that you wanted to hear. I know I didn't tell, all right, God, tell him, say this, this, and that in this order. And I'm going to do what you tell do. But if they don't say it like this, then I know it wasn't you, God. It had to be the devil. So I'm sitting there. So they say, they say A and B, but they never get to C. And I was like, ah, see, I knew it. So now, uh-uh. That wasn't God. That wasn't, that wasn't God. So now I want to give him this script that I want him to say. So now if he don't say that, then, you know, couldn't have been, it couldn't have been God. That must have been me. So now that's why I got to be trained to hear his voice. And so his voice don't always come the same way through the same people. Every, like, when you walk in a place, he might speak to the, through the homeless guy that's standing on the outside. The one that you're trying to avoid because you don't want him to ask you for nothing. He might not want you to give him nothing, but he might want to say something through that person. But I can't be like, not want to come in contact because I think something wrong with them. Something wrong with you. Remember, we all came. So just because somebody hit harder times than you did, don't make them some bad person less than you is. That's why the Bible says you ought to think more highly of yourself than you ought to. Thinking that you so good. Oh, they so bad. They homeless. They dirty. Look at them. Ain't took a bath in three years. And you still stink. But I got to be open to hear him however he won't do it. So if I'm on PlayStation and I'm playing Fortnite, in one of the dance moves or in one of the, the uh, I don't even know what they call them, one of the lands or one of the adventures or whatever they call them, I ain't never played Fortnite. But if one of the things, if one move or one thing that I see, he want to show me something through that, like I got to be listening and looking for what he want to say. I can't think just because I'm playing a video game, God can't speak to me. No. He can speak to you through the video game. He can speak to you through somebody that you're playing with on a video game. But I got to be listening, looking. Like, I'm looking for God to do something. Like, I'm looking for God to say something. I'm looking for God to use me to do something. Like, I don't, we get in a position where we just want God to do something for us. No, God, who you want me to do something for today? Like, I'm looking. Like, point them out. Point them out, God. Like, who you want? I got to be in that position of expectation. I got to be looking, listening for him. Like, who you want me to bless today, God? Who lunch you want me to pay for today? Nuh-uh, I need somebody to pay for my lunch. I'll pay for your lunch, dinner, and breakfast the next day if you just, what I ask you. Do what I ask of you. Put yourself in a position to where you listen to me and you're doing what it could. Maybe that person is in a position today that they desperately need this. But no, you and your wants can't yield to me to do this for my child. Because you want done for you. So you can't do for nobody else. But I got to quiet the noise. You know, you, could, you know it could be really silent in a room full of people. They could have all kind of noise going on, but you could be so quiet and you can hear his voice so clear regardless of what's going on, who's talking. You can be in a full conversation on the phone with somebody. 
and you can hear his voice, regardless of what they're talking about. I don't care who they're talking about. Like, you can still hear his voice. Like, when you train yourself to hear that well, like, it don't matter what's going on, like I can hear him regardless of the situation. They can have 18 people up in here arguing, but I'm standing in the middle hearing what he's saying. So now if he tells me don't go somewhere, I don't be like, oh, man, no. I'm uh, nah, uh, I'm going to judge it and see. I'm going to go there, and I'm going to see how I feel when I get there. And if it don't feel right in the atmosphere, then I'll leave. But it might be too late then. It might be too late. But you, 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 but you couldn't hear, so you're trying to feel. You're trying to sense it out instead of faithing it out. Trusting what he said, you won't trust your senses. Let me see what they, how they acting around here. Let me look at it first, God. And if it don't feel good to me, then, you know, I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll leave. Leaving and not going are two different things. Half obedience is the same as disobedience. I halfway listen. Just think about you when you was younger. You halfway listen. Mm-mm. It was just as if you had never heard nothing that they said. You got reprimanded the same way. So it didn't, no, no, you, you listen halfway, so I'm going to give you half a whipping. No, you got that full thing. 